On the farm today, we talk with range management extension specialist Trevor Lennox. And Trevor, uh, of course, we had some moisture hitting parts of the province over the weekend, but in general, things have been fairly dry. I think it's just been a very challenging uh, last couple of months for for producers. A lot of unknowns. You know, I think we saw maybe a, a similar year last year as well, uh, where moisture didn't come real early. Um, but we also went into that that fall, I think, a lot better moisture situations than we did this last fall. So um, the the grass in, in some areas is even still dormant, um, just hasn't come out of dormancy yet because it's just trying to uh, conserve its energy reserves. Um, we, we hope the moisture coming this weekend is is, is going to be enough to 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 make things uh, come to life again and 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 recover somewhat. But I think the big recognition is just grass growth. Uh, pasture growth is very delayed this spring um you know so it's been the gra- the grass's way to try and uh, you know survive the drought so to speak i mean drought drought is nothing new grassland can ad- has adapted to it but um you know it goes into more of a survival mode and, and but hopefully the moisture we've got this weekend will allow things to to start to grow again what are some things that producers should be keeping in mind or maybe options they should look at so i I think the big thing too that i've observed over my years of experience is you know when dry conditions hit or drought situation like we've had in the last couple of months now um you know the perennials tend to be affected more than your annual cropland does um just because perennials are more there's so much more, you know, they, they need the annual moisture every year over the winter and, and spring to, to, to produce. Um, whereas annual cropland, you've got just a little more of a buffer there. Um, you'll see people on, on dry years, you know, lean upon more on, on some cropland or annual cropland if they have access to or uh, looking, you know, for other options to, to increase their, their feed supply. Um, you know, I guess if, if feed supply can't be increased uh, through other means such as annual cropland or other pasture options you know i guess the other the other side of the story is you know then can we reduce demand some i mean um, various producers have different drought strategies or options they've looked at i mean one strategy that's worked for some people is just even you know using yearlings a little more on their operation um, yearlings tend to add a lot more flexibility on on pastures um, yearlings tend to be a little more um, you know, saleable at, at any time and can, can be uh, sold uh, if, if conditions remain dry. So that's some strategy some have used. Um, but ultimately, you know, if, if the supply isn't there, then you have to look at options either to increase your, your feed supply for the upcoming year or winter, you know, or then you got to look at uh, reduced demand, which is not always a, an easy thing to deal with. You know, I think over the last couple decades that I've been working, I've seen you know, just a general interest in producers looking to, you know, increase their knowledge on, on perennial pasture lands, um, which has been great. And I think we've made some great strides. Um, you know, I think, um, you know, I think building rest into our grazing systems helps build healthier, productive pastures. Um, you know, I think, um, you know, we think of grazing pastures and pastures, uh, grazing is an important part of grasslands. But the other side of it, too, is it also needs that recovery time or that rest period after it's been grazed. Um, you know, the question is, how, how do I build rest into my pastures? Well, um, there's various strategies. I mean, usually it involves, uh, you know, some cross-fencing. 
Uh, it might involve some additional water development, you know, to allow you to give more options for moving animals around a bit on your pasture land. Um, question is how many paddocks or how many fields do I need for, for a herd for the summer? Um, pretty hard to give you a blanket answer, but I think it's fair to say, you know, the, the, the one field which would be continuously grazed or even having two fields for the summer, uh, in most situations probably isn't enough rest for those pastures. Um, you know, having three or four paddocks or three or four fields for the summer for that grazing herd, um, I'd say that would give you a moderate amount of rest for the season. You know, that's, that's a big improvement. Um, but we also see producers with, you know, several more paddocks or fields for that herd for the season. Um, again, just helping build the rest period. The longer the rest period, the more the grass can recover. And that's that recovery time that's very important um, uh, that helps you improve the, the, the productivity and, and health of that grass. That's Trevor Lennox, a range management extension specialist with the Ministry of Agriculture. For Golden West... I'm Glendalee Allen Vossler.